Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, where performance is driven by original fundamental research on a global scale. This is Putnam Today. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The Supreme Court says a big class action suit is actually too big. The nation's mayors say they are still in economic trouble. And the Egyptian economy on the broadcast today, red tape and black markets. From American public media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Manta, connecting millions of small business owners with new customers every day on the web at manta.com. And by Chevrolet, maker of the new Volt, which plugs in anywhere and goes everywhere. Available in select markets. Details at chevyvolt.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It's Monday, today, the 20th of June. Good to have you with us. The class action case in question this morning at the Supreme Court wasn't just your run-of-the-mill lawsuit. Had the justices agreed with a lower court ruling, it would have been the biggest such case ever. A million and a half women across the country, current and former employees of Walmart, would have been eligible. It was a gender discrimination suit, and I say was because it's now in the past tense. Customers of tobacco and oil and pharmaceutical companies, among many others, have used class actions successfully. But now things could change after this ruling. Our Washington Bureau Chief John Dimsdale has the story. Organizers of this class action claimed Walmart's pay and promotion policies in every store nationwide favored men. But the Supreme Court decided the small group of women who filed the class action didn't share the same status or circumstances with a million or more other Walmart workers. Michael Droke is a labor lawyer with Dorsey & Whitney. The court says that there really has to be some common issue of fact, and in particular a common injury. Today's ruling, he says, will shield large corporations from massive class action lawsuits that would be costly to defend. It is unquestionably harder for large groups of plaintiffs to bring these types of cases now. Brendan Burke is a labor discrimination consultant. He still expects to see smaller, more targeted class action lawsuits from corporate employees. Instead of one large, giant lawsuit in this case, a number of smaller lawsuits, let's say, filed on behalf of you know store managers or assistant store managers. So you'll see a number of smaller lawsuits with more commonality. Burke says smaller class actions are usually easier to prove since judges and juries can see how corporate wrongdoing hurts individuals. In Washington, I'm John Dimsdale for Marketplace. As happens every year when the court's term winds down in mid-June, it's handing down rulings about as fast as they can be printed. Some of the country's biggest electric power companies got a win at the court today. The justices unanimously rejected a lawsuit that would let states sue utilities over global warming emissions. Sarah Gardner reports now from the Marketplace Sustainability Desk. This suit pitted half a dozen states, New York City, and some land trusts against some of the biggest coal-burning utilities in the country. Plaintiffs wanted the right to sue those utilities for greenhouse gas emissions. They argued those emissions were a federal nuisance, so federal judges could order power plants to cut them. But the court didn't buy it, says Bruce Myers at the Environmental Law Institute. Basically, the court says Congress has left it up to EPA under the Clean Air Act to regulate CO2 emissions. 
but it's unclear how rigorously the EPA will restrict those emissions. Bill Fang is an attorney with a utility trade group. He fully expects the EPA to regulate greenhouse gases despite congressional and corporate opposition. But he says groups like his are lobbying the EPA for more flexibility, and intense lobbying has already gotten the EPA to delay draft rules on power plant emissions. State regulators, Fang says, are applying pressure as well. I think they're very concerned about the effects of further regulations in terms of cost impacts on customers. Today's Supreme Court ruling did leave one important question unanswered, whether state courts can decide such cases. Corporate attorneys argue these kind of climate change nuisance suits are, quote, equally flawed under state laws. I'm Sarah Gardner for Marketplace. And this little tidbit from the Marketplace desk of ominous political ambiguity. Arizona Senator John Kyle is among those who've been in on the debt limit negotiations with Vice President Joe Biden. The group has imposed a deadline of July the 1st on itself for some kind of deal. But Kyle said today that if they can't come to an agreement, they will have to, and these are his words, reassess the situation.